0: Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the Throne of Grace with Pastor Philip Branson Bello. If you have your Bibles, let's quickly discuss on the matter: marriage essentials. Yes, we're going to have an offspring, an offshoot of marriages very soon. Yeah. And I don't want to assume that many of us know um, some of the intricacies of marriage and the way especially Biblic- the, Bi- the, Bi- the biblical perspective of marriage. I feel it's my responsibility to teach us and show us what the scripture says about marriage. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, Genesis chapter, chapter 2 Genesis chapter 2 verse, from verse 18, if you're there say Amen. Okay. Genesis 2 verse 18, I read, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Verse 20, And Adam gave names to all the cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found and held meat for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof of course here we say God is the first soldier that ever lived right and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man and Adam said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh let's read that together let's read verse 24 together i feel like i'm um organizing or preaching in a wedding ceremony already but let's read verse 24 together. I want to go. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Now verse 25 is very important. Verse 25 says, And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. They were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. now, Um, Let me begin by saying that it's important that we must prepare for marriage. And when I say prepare for marriage, I'm saying that it's important we must have adequate knowledge as to what marriage entails. Um, A lot of people feel that The time you begin to prepare for marriage is after engagement, when you've been engaged, or when you're sure of the date, or when you're sure of the time before you begin to prepare for marriage. But I don't think so. I think now is the time for us to actually begin to prepare for marriage. And preparing for marriage entails that we become... By the way, let me also say that um, I don't have to be married to teach on marriage yeah yeah because paul wasn't married and he taught on marriage amen Amen. it's not convincing say amen. amen yeah yeah but i will get married yeah yeah you will get married too but we must have adequate preparation for marriage i might want to ask you how many books have you bought on marriage how many books have you studied? How much information have you invested in, in the teachings of marriage? You know, there's a the story of a lady who desired to, um, she, she desired to, on her wedding day, she's not going to use a limousine. She's not going to use, um, um, the luxurious cars. She wants to use a white horse. It's a white caravan. It's a white rose flower, and, you know, but she doesn't know how to cook. You can't, you can't be in the place where you have a vision for the wedding and not the marriage. That's where many of us are. So, I can assume that we all know what to expect when we get into marriage. One wise man said that a lot of people get into marriage not getting what they expect. And others get into marriage not expecting what they get. But it's important that we're adequately prepared for marriage. Let me give you my first point. My first point from the scriptures that we read I put these things down together today my first point is that marriage is instituted by God marriage is instituted by God you saw it in Genesis where God says for this God shall a man leave his father and mother and be joined to one flesh so marriage is instituted by God. Let's say that together. Marriage is instituted by God. What am I trying to say to you? I'm trying to say that there are many concepts and ideas right now, philosophies of marriage, especially in the 21st century, that probably might hold the popular opinions as to what people believe marriage is. But I believe that every opinion must take dressing from the originality of where marriage started from. Do you agree what I'm saying? So it means that um, marriage should not be Americanized. Marriage should not be subject to our cultural beliefs. Marriage should not be subject to our personal experiences of what we have seen our parents experience. Because a lot of people have their preconception of what marriage should be based on their very example that they have beheld for decades. So, marriage is first of all instituted by God, which means that He owns the blueprint of marriage. Are you in agreement with that? So, God is the one who said, It is not good that man should be alone. So, every other concept of marriage must take dressing from the god idea of marriage and secondly my second point is that marriage is between a man and a woman it is not marriage if it's between two guys it's not marriage if it's between two women of course we know they say god said adam and eve not adam and steve it's not between two of the same sex but it is two of different sex are we still together now let's move up to let's go back to genesis the place where we read genesis chapter 2 let me show you something very interesting there genesis chapter 2 verse 18 and the lord god said it is not good that the man should be alone i will make him a help meet for him and out of the ground The Lord God formed every beast of the field fast forward to verse 20 or verse 21 and the Lord God caused a deep sleep somebody say deep sleep a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof while I was meditating on why God caused Adam to sleep I realized that sleep first of all, is the place of rest. Sleep is the place of rest. Let's say that together. Sleep is the place of rest. Now, um, the ideal marriage must always come from the place of rest in your relationship with God. If a man has not found relationship with God and has not rested in his relationship with God, he will not be able to deliver the ideal marriage. That's what i believe every other thing will be a very far cry from what the ideal of marriage should be so the only people who can exemplify the exactness of true marriage according to the concepts of the word of god is those who already have relationship with god because the bible says that god caused adam to sleep Now, you can also look at another case in point. Um, When Paul was talking about marriage, his closest example when he spoke about a man and a woman was Jesus and the church. So he uses the relationship of Jesus and the church to teach about marriage, which speaks of the fact that you as a man must first of all be in the place of rest, in the place of peace with God before you are able to deliver The idealness of marriage hallelujah are you in agreement with what i said now that means that when jesus died for example the church was born rest can also be seen as a type of sleep sleep can also be seen as a type of death it is until jesus died that the church was born And of course, you know that the church is the wife of Christ. Jesus slept, the wife was born. Adam slept, the wife was formed. Types and shadows, right? So you see the type, you see the anti-type. But I want to extend the concept of rest to a deeper meaning symbolically, which means that you must find rest as a man. Rest, I mean, in your relationship with God. If there is no relationship with God, you can't be the best husband. Yeah. If there is no relationship with God, you will create in your home a vacuum that both you and your wife can never feel. Yeah. Yeah. Have you thought about the triangle that... Um, someone describes the intimacy of the relationship of a man and a woman with God in the picture which says that the man is apart the lady is apart God is on top the triangle that the closer both of them get is determined by how upward they move so that if you're moving to the forward or to the top focal point you and your wife get closer you see God is, a, is, God is an important factor in marriage say so I agree God is an important factor in marriage because he instituted marriage. I don't know how marriages without God survive. You might feel that marriages without God seem to look happy. But trust me, there is no fulfillment there if God is not there. Why? Because he started it, he initiated it. There is a reason why God asked for marriage. There is a reason why God said, it's not good for a man to be alone. There's a reason. And we're going to go deeper in the word. amen Amen. so he caused adam to sleep he caused adam to sleep i feel that a man must come to that place of rest before he's ready for marriage what i mean ready one of the greatest attributes of a man is control And when I say control, I'm not talking about external control. I'm talking about internal control. If a man is not able to control his inside, he probably is not ready for marriage. Yeah. If a man would always react to everything, he's impulsive about everything, he reacts to every single thing, and there is no peace on the inside, he probably is not ready for marriage. And the reason why I'm saying that is, before Adam... Or before God formed Eve from the rib of Adam, He made Adam sleep. it's talking about rest. He's talking about rest. There is a peace. So, as a man, we must have come to that place of dealing with our internal life that we have so much of control to be able to deal with another person. Are you still here, somebody? Alright, so. If a man is not dead to himself, he can be responsible for another. Yeah. If a man is not, I'm still talking about Adam sleeping, that God caused Adam to, to sleep, and then he formed Eve. Is that correct? He formed Eve from um, the rib of Adam. So I'm still talking about the concept of sleeping. Now, if a man is not dead to self, he can be responsible for another. So until we get there, we're not ready for marriage. And the sincere question you must ask yourself is how often do you think about others and not yourself? If you think about other people and you're comfortable doing things for other people, then get ready. Because we're, we're, we're mentally, we mentally don't picture, we mentally don't picture what we're getting into before we say, I do. Is the truth. And I've, I've I've had these pictures, yeah. For example, you're standing before the pastor, and then you say to the pastor, for better, for worse, for richer, or for poor, or, or for how how is it said? Richer, poorer, sickness in health, for better, for worse. That's an oath. You're making an oath for better for worse. But we never ask ourselves, how worse? How sick? Now, you get married to a woman. she looks beautiful today. In the next 20, 30 years, something happens to her. and then you become her responsibility as you always have. And then you begin to push her on a wheelchair. God forbid. But I'm just hypothetically painting a picture. And then her hair begins to fall out. She almost can't do anything for herself. Have you ever asked yourself, how sick will my husband get for me to endure? How sick will my... Have I thought about it? How sick and how poor? How poor? Is there a limit... You see that's why you must engage your mind if you can't de- if you are stuck with yourself self because adam slept right adam slept he was not conscious of self if you're stuck with self you can be married yeah if you're stuck with self you can be married if everything you think about is you you can be married if everything you are Preparing for everything you want to do, the things you want to buy, you would you would buy things for the most part of what you're going to spend 70 80 percent is on yourself. You probably are not ready for marriage. Somebody say, Lord, deliver me from self. Yeah. So if a man is too impulsive in his reactions, he's not ready. A man, I believe, must be well controlled. Because that's one of our greatest attributes. Guys, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Pick what belongs to you in this sermon. For the ladies, speak what belongs to you. For the guys, speak what belongs to you. Every man must be dead. If not, you can't deal with a woman. Yeah. I don't need to be married to know that because I have sisters and I've had friends if you're not dead as a man everything will irritate you because you need patience with your wife yeah so we must be dead to self we must be completely now the woman is formed from the place of rest it was until Adam was put to sleep that Eve was formed. And I would say this way that a woman is formed from the place of rest for the purpose of rest. A woman is formed from the place of rest for the purpose of rest. So if you are not going to bring rest to your husband, you are not ready. Because the place where a man was at the formation of the wife was the place of rest. So if you're not going to bring rest to a man, if since the day he got married to you, every single day was one complaint or the other. I'm not talking about those who are to the extreme that complain about just anything. But I'm talking about legitimate complaints. So, you must see yourself as a rest agent, as a woman. You are a rest agent. You bring rest to your husbands. Hallelujah. All the ladies in the house, are you still here? If you're here, say, hey. Hey. All right. Now, I want you to say this after me. I'm a rest agent. I'm agent. I'm I'm a rest giver. I will give him rest. Don't worry, you may not know who the him is, but trust me, you're prophesying right now. When the hymn comes, you're going to give him rest. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I like that. I'm going to say it again. And if you say amen, you believe what I'm saying. You're going to give him rest. Yeah. If your husband is troubled at the very sight of you, there is a problem. (laughs) He's done from work. And after he's done from work, he doesn't want to come home. See, as a guy. Trust me, Pastor did this, my friend. There are some things I'm learning and I'm putting down and I know I'm going to come into those places of experience as well. But I, I, I know that there are some times he might miss his loneliness. You might miss... No, 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 no. I'm not saying that he doesn't want to be with his wife. I'm not saying that. There are some times you just feel you were probably free to do what you wanted to do or what you could do at the time where you were not married. (laughs) And Omar feels the same way too. But you see, the moment you get married, the game changes. You are thinking for two now. Everything changes. (laughs) It changes. You are thinking for two now. So, the woman was formed from the place of rest so that she can give rest to the man is key very key so you must begin to say to yourself what about me are the attributes that would give rest to my man you must begin to ask yourself do you know there's a way you can talk as a lady and you've made just one statement and that one statement has made the entire atmosphere tense up Just by the way you said it. You are fulfilling scripture. Give him no rest. (laughs) So there has to be something about you as a woman that is restful. Ladies, TSP ladies, hear me very well. There has to be something about you that is tender. It's not weak to be tender. No, you're not in a weak place when, when you're tender. You're actually in a strong place. Yeah, because tenderness is a sign of vulnerability. And when you show vulnerability, show me, tell me about a man who wants to beat his wife. Oh, no, no, no. Tell me about a man who wants to beat a helpless baby. Ladies, if you are a baby, he won't beat you up. Write it down. This is not inclusive of madmen. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I'm talking about the normal guy. If you, are, if you are a baby, he won't beat you up. There has to be something restful, tender about you. The Bible talks about the Proverbs 31 woman that in her tongue is the law of kindness and out of her mouth proceeds wisdom. Which means she knows how to say it and she's saying what is right. I know a lot of ladies who say what is right but don't know how to say what is right. So when you speak, you have disrupted the atmosphere. You're trying to pass a point. But you are not bringing rest. Look, if the man is not in the place of rest, you will cause him to begin to look elsewhere. When I mean look elsewhere, I'm not saying look at another woman necessarily. I'm just saying he will take his attention away from you for a bit. Why? Because the wife came from the place of rest and what that says to you is that the man will function best with you when he feels he's at rest. It's not a joke. So always give your husband rest. Even if there are things that you're not happy about, it's always best to make sure that it's a more restful, um, peaceful atmosphere, and then you can pass your point. If you're here and you agree with me, say, I agree. I agree. Right. See, the best way to get the best from a man is when the man is at rest. I'm telling you. If the man is giving trouble, he will fight you. When I want to marry my wife, I don't want to marry my younger brother. Because we've been fighting a lot all the while. I want to marry not another guy, but a woman. I want to feel like I'm with a woman. I want to feel like I'm with a babe. Do you understand what i'm saying i was going i was i was going somewhere one day and uh, i took a bike yeah a bike back then in canada i was a teenager and i took um, a pack of donuts and drinks and and then the house man looked at me and say young man how are you i said i'm fine where are you going as i was talking i was looking at the gift pack <laughs> so i knew he wanted to say something about the gift pack so he asked me, is it for Yavev? <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. You know, men will not beat babies. In fact, when a baby is wrong, you still want to protect the baby the ideal man will always want to protect his wife as long as she's not afraid to be vulnerable the Bible says both of them were naked and they were not ashamed have you seen many ladies who just want to they want to pass their points in the most aggressive ways to their husbands I have a problem now TSP hear me very well I don't know what your take on gender gender Equality is okay but as your pastor if I catch you <laughs> with any of those women who move for the notion that gender equality be brought to the home I will have a problem with you I don't have a problem when it's in the society Yeah, because if a lady works in the society, for example, in the hospital, she's a consultant, he's a consultant. Because he's a man, does not necessarily mean that he should get more pay than the woman. I don't believe in that. Because she's a woman, doesn't mean she can be your pastor. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. So I support gender equity. Up until he got into the home. So you don't bring that to the house. And that's why you see many powerful, strong women can't keep a home. Yeah. The ones who seem to be foolish are the ones who enjoy enjoy their marriage. Seem. But the ones who seem to be very, I know, too much. They are divorced. You see a girl telling her um, her girlfriend, for example, I don't know why your man is taking all the nonsense that... I mean, I don't know why you are taking all the nonsense your man gives you. Girl, if I are you, I'll leave the nigger alone. you know. But if you really look well, that's the reason why your friend is still single. You have a relationship, keep your man. Don't listen to people who will... Poison you with the wrongest ideas of marriage. I'm going to come deeper into those things from the Bible. Amen. Let me give just two more points, then I'll close, because of the time. The woman was formed from the place... No, I've, I've said that. God made the woman from the reeb of Adam. Somebody say, from the reeb of, of Adam. Now, um, did you know that from the passage we read... God presented to Adam two different times. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. Two different times. Please can you put it on the multimedia screen for me? Genesis 2 verse 18. There were two presentations to Adam. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. Can we go up to Genesis 1? Let me show you something in Genesis chapter 1. Let's do from verse 27 or verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over the, all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him. Now, what does it say? Male and female. Now, I hope you know that at this point, there was no physical man. That the man that God created here was not a physical being. The Bible says God created man in his own image. But this is different from when the Bible says God formed man. It's not the same. So, there were there is, you can say there are like two makings of man. So, here you see God created man in his own image. So, think about a man who has two personalities... Think about a spiritual man who has two personalities, not with a body yet. So, there is a spiritual man, and inside the man is a male and a female version of the man. Are you getting that? So, now look at this. So, God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he, him. Male and female created he, them. He tells you it is him, and after a while he tells you it is them. Which means that in the spiritual man that was created, there were two beings in that spiritual man. Okay, so let's move on to verse 28. And God blessed them, them, And he said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue the earth, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, God gave the him and the them. He gave him, them, a responsibility. So, when God now formed man, the physical man, probably, many preachers believe that the physical Adam, before the Eve came out of him, um, had both capacities to reproduce as a woman and as a man inside of him. Before the woman came, but when God did the surgery and separated the woman from the man, um, the man became solely as a male. And then the separated woman became solely as a woman or as a female. Are you following what I'm saying? So, But the first thing you must understand here is that when he made the spiritual man, he gave um, the spiritual man that had the male and the female pres- uh, personalities an assignment Somebody say an assignment. Okay, so let's move up to um, Genesis chapter two, verse eighteen. Genesis two eighteen. Genesis two eighteen. And the Lord God said, "It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helpmate for him." Um, Move to go up. Go up. Maybe sixteen. Where did he talk about forming the man? Go up to sixteen. Let's see. Okay, 7. Now, verse 7. Genesis 2, verse 7. Now it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. This is after he had made the spiritual man both male and female. So, he formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. This man is the man that was both male and female. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, the instruction of the purpose was inside of the man. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that if I separate the woman from the man, she still heard the instruction because she was in the man when God gave the instruction. That's why you see in the Bible, there was no record of Adam telling Eve what God said. Because Eve was in Adam when he was speaking. Do you understand that? So, if you move up to verse 18, let's go down to verse 18. Verse 18. So, God looked at everything and he said, it's not good that man should be alone. So, what are we going to do about this? So, I will make him a helper comparable to him. I'm coming there. Move on. God says he wants to make man a helper, comparable to him. Let's see the next thing God does. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field. Really? And every bird of the air. Really? And brought them to Adam to see what he will call them. See, so God said to Adam, or God said to himself, that I'm going to make man a helper. And then he went and formed from the ground the beast of the land, the birds of the air, the fishes and the cattle. And then he brought all those things to Adam to see what Adam was going to do. I feel that if Adam had found help from any of those animals, they may have become his helper or his helpmate. Because God said it's not good for a man to be alone. And then he formed the animals and then he sent it to Adam to see what he would call them. But Adam knew that this animal, from the way I'm looking at this animal, there is no understanding of what God told me that fits the mind of this animal. Now, take your mind away from the animal, um, animal, 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 animal. Not everybody is going to be your wife. Not everybody is going to be your husband. Because there are certain people God has set apart to be with you to fulfill an assignment. So I'm trying to make you, I'm building the foundation of marriage so that you see marriage is purpose-oriented. Marriage is not feelings-oriented. Marriage is not emotional-oriented. Oh, he makes me feel tinga That's not what it is. Let's move on. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. Now, let's move to the next verse. So, Adam gave names to the cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. So, let's move on. The second presentation of God now. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. This is after the first presentation of animals. For those of us who are not married, we're not going to marry animals. Amen. Say loud, Amen! Amen. <laughs> <laughs> you not hear what talk, so. And don't think that the animal is the one in the bush. The animal might be good, might be a good man, but because it's not for you, he was not a part of the instruction. Is deep. The goat was not in Adam when God told Adam, Be fruitful and multiply. The cattle was not in Adam when God told Adam, Be fruitful and multiply. Who was in Adam? Eve. So when he was operating with the goats, he was operating with the birds of the air, he knew. So see, your first your first focus when you want to get married is your assignment first that's priority and now you see why a lot of people have dysfunctional homes because in the first place they don't even know what their assignments are and then they get married or they they get married wrongly he's a good man does not mean he's for you she's a good woman does not mean she's for you so I came up with the um The word or the phrase. Different form. But similar purpose. There is unity in purpose. Even though our forms are different. There is unity in purpose. Even though our forms are different. When Adam saw Eve. Eve was not exactly like Adam. She had features that were different from adam but the moment adam saw her something resonated within him and he knew that this was the woman who was part of me when the instruction came so it was about the purpose my first point for you tonight is if you're going to marry never marry someone who both of you are not going the same direction never Never. 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 So, I conclude by saying that every lasting marriage is always going to be determined by the unity of purpose. Every lasting marriage. And as a man, if you have not found purpose, you definitely are going to mislead a woman. Yeah. If you have not found purpose, you are definitely going to mislead a woman. And as a woman, if you have not found purpose, you are definitely going to be misled by the imputation of another purpose that has nothing to do with your original direction. And what happens is that the moment you find out purpose for yourself in marriage, you begin to fight with yourself. Yeah, that's the reason why there are many men and women who prefer to be separated. They are better apart. And the reason why they are better apart is because they function best when they are not together. Because when they are together, there is a conflict of purpose. You cannot yoke things that are not equal. I get to what I'm saying so the first thing you must settle is the issue of your direction just think about it you're a pilot you're flying the pilot has a co-pilot one plane two pilots one plane two pilots because there are two pilots help me please can the plane go in two different directions at the same time because there are two pilots really That's the way marriage is. There is the co-pilot, and then there is the head pilot. See, guys, purpose is not cash. Purpose is not cash. Don't use the physical manifestation of your um, possession to weigh your purpose. Bishop Oedipo proposed to his wife with his future. (laughs) He told his wife that if you marry me, if I, the reason why you have to marry me is because where I'm going is big. If you like it, let's go together. (laughs) He made her sign an agreement Of a future she has agreed to embark upon with him. See, marriage is basically about purpose. Yeah, if you're a lady here and you don't know the purpose of the man, you are still struggling with the little things, the little fights, the little struggles, the little challenges. You didn't call me yesterday. You didn't. Are you getting what I'm saying? You didn't come yesterday. You said hi to others. You didn't say hi to me. But the most full sheikah, Yabaha. But the most fundamental thing about his purpose, you don't even know. You are not the Eve. Yet, you are probably the Olangutam. Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I don't mean to hit at anybody. I'm just telling you. And Adam, if you have have forgotten what God said to you, you will likely take a cattle as your wife. Yeah. So, next week, I'm going to be talking about the place of the man and the place of the woman. So that when you understand purpose in marriage, as a woman, my mother, most of her time in marriage, she spent most of her time... She spent most of her time praying for my father on his knees for his purpose. That he must excel in what God has called him to do. Because his success in his ministry is her success as a wife. I get it, what I'm saying. So, marriage is purpose-driven. Don't marry because the guy has money. Don't marry because he's fine. Don't mind because he smells nice. I'm serious. Don't mind because he has a swagger. Have you seen when swagger becomes sweat? (laughs) All of a sudden, his swagger disappears. Do you remember what, what I told you when Jesus saw the fig tree? And from afar, he saw the fig tree with leaves. But when he came close to the victory, he realized that there were no fruits there. Don't marry and find yourself there. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's why you must not be under pressure. Oh, uh, your, your, your sister got married yesterday. Your friends, all your colleagues are married, only you. And then it's become a problem. It's become a psychological problem for you. You can't even sleep well because all your friends are married and you're not. Can I tell you the truth? There are many married people who want to be like you that is not married. There are many married people who wish that they didn't walk down the aisle to say, I do. Why? Just to know more and correct some things. If you're not prepared for marriage, you will jump out of marriage. Have you noticed that the decline of marriage in this generation is is so bad? So bad, so we're going to go deeper on Wednesday. I'm going to go deeper on this issue and this subject of marriage, amen? amen. The best habitat for a man is a place of rest. A woman is a rest giver. A woman is a rest giver. The best way you know your wife is when your wife resonates with your purpose. The moment you say one thing about your purpose, she's responding three, two, five. She's replying you in measures. That's your wife. Guys, may you marry a wife, not a knife. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash twitter.com slash instagram.com slash and on soundcloud.com slash